Welcome to a few moments of inspiration with me, your host, Pastor Few Two. This podcast is designed to empower you to live your blessed life. Listen and be blessed. Well, hello, my friends. This is Pastor Few Two, Pastor Frederick Wilson, and I am so honored to be here today to share with you how to handle pressure. That's what today's discussion is about, how to handle pressure. We just came out of Passion Week 2020, and every Passion Week, it's been my practice for the last number of years to read the Passion Story of the Christ from Sunday to Sunday, from Palm Sunday to Resurrection Sunday, reading every day what our Savior went through, what he had to endure, just so that I can make sure that my heart stays sensitive to all that Jesus dealt with. One story in that resurrection, or rather that passion story, is the story of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's just the night before. He's about to be betrayed and crucified. I mean, he's heavy, man. How heavy would you be? He's dealing with pressure. And I believe that he shows us some ways in this story. It's recorded in all four Gospels. And I believe there are some ways that he shows us how we must handle our own pressure. First of all, the Garden of Gethsemane means, the word Gethsemane means the place of pressing. It was the place where they would take olives and stomp on the olives, and that's where the oil, the olive oil, would run from the olive. You cannot get the oil without a pressing. My God. If the oil represents the anointing in the Bible, that means you cannot be anointed unless you go through something. Gethsemane was the place of pressing. And if you're going to be anointed, and if you're going to be powerful, and if you're going to live your blessed life, you must know how to handle the place of pressing. How do you handle pressure? The first thing that I noticed that Jesus did is he left his disciples behind. He had 12 of them, as we know. One of them had left Judas to go and betray him. So he has 11 disciples. But when it came time to pray, he leaves eight of them behind. He only takes Peter, James, and John into the garden. And then, when he goes so far in the garden, the Luke passage says, he went a little further. They could not go all the way with him. You see, when you're dealing with pressure situations, pressure cooker situations, you can't take everyone with you. Isolation is necessary for your anointing. I'll say that again. Isolation is necessary for your anointing. Here in the world in 2020, in spring of 2020, some of you will listen to this podcast months, possibly years from now. But here right now, in April of 2020, we are in isolation. We're in quarantine. We're all in our homes. We can't go anywhere. That may not be a bad thing. This may be a time where God has you by yourself so you can get to know him a little bit better. And what can other people do? They can only go so far with you. You see, those other disciples, Peter, James, and John, they loved Jesus, but they couldn't take on his pressure for him. He says, I've got to go and deal with this myself. All they could do was sit there and pray. That's what Jesus said. Just sit here 
and pray. Sometimes in your life, my brothers and sisters, you're going to have to learn to leave some people behind. Go through your process all by yourself and just make sure you've got some good prayer warriors who are praying with and praying for you. The second thing that I noticed that Jesus did when he dealt with his pressure is that he admitted his anguish. You've got to admit your anguish. Many times in life, we deal with pressure and we never fully overcome it because we don't admit that we have it. We don't admit that we're struggling. We're the husband, we're the wife, we're the pastor, we're the leader, we're the business owner. We've got to show strength. We've got to let people know we've got everything under control. But sometimes you've got to be like Jesus and say, let this cup pass. I love that text because it shows the 100% humanity of our Savior. Yes, he was God. Yes, he knew that he was sent to die for humanity. But in that moment, when he looks at the cup, when he looks at the sins that he will have to die for, when he looks at the pain that he will have to go through, he says, man, let this cup pass from me. You see, emotionals are real. I said emotions, I'm sorry. Emotions are real. And you cannot expect a miracle unless you admit you have a need. Most, if not all, miracles in the Bible were only fulfilled when an individual expressed that they had a need. And so you cannot get what you need from the Lord unless you admit your anguish. My last point and I'm done. While we see his 100% humanity, we also see his 100% divinity. Because he says, let this cup pass from me. I'm anguished. I'm overwhelmed. I'm at the point of grief. But then he says, not my will, but your will be done. And point number three, if you're going to handle your pressure properly, is submit to God's will. Because even when God allows bad things, he's still a good God. Did you get that? Even when God allows a bad thing, he's still a good God. Your parent, I'm a parent, we have children. And my children, there are sometimes I have to tell them no. There are sometimes I've even had to spank them when they were younger. They're a little older now. They might try to beat me up. But there were times where I had to tell my children no. There are times I've had to disappoint them. There are times I've had to discipline them. And yet, hopefully, they understand I've still got their best interests at heart. They might not like it right now. It might seem rough. Wherever you are, it might seem rough. But you've got to know that even if your God allows a bad thing, he's still a good God. That's why in the garden, Jesus calls out, not Father, he calls out and says, Abba, Father, that means Daddy. You've got to rest in that relationship. You've got to know that daddy loves you. You've got to know that daddy knows best. You've got to know that daddy will always be there. You see, because my brothers and sisters, the place of spiritual maturity is the place where you can submit to God's will. Did you get that? The place of spiritual maturity. You know you've grown up. When you can say, Lord, let your will be done. And if you're out there today, you need to ask God, Lord, grow me up. I don't want to be a baby. You didn't send this pressure to kill me. You obviously sent it to develop me. Help me to learn from this 
how to be a better man, better husband, better father, better leader, better mother. I want to handle my pressure pressure properly. If you want to handle your pressure, you've got a number one, leave some friends behind. You can't take everybody with you through this season. Number two, you've got to admit your anguish if to nobody but God. You got to be real enough and let him know that this is a lot to handle. Lord, I need a miracle because I really want this cup to pass. And then finally, you've got to be able to submit to God's will. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this time to share in your word. I pray that you would bless these, my friends, who have listened to this podcast, who have watched this video. I pray, God, that when we go through pressure situations, that you would remind us you've got our best interest at heart. And all we have to do is to trust you, leave friends behind, admit our anguish, and then submit to your will, and you will bring us through every place of pressing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey guys, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I know you were blessed by those moments of inspiration. For more information, you can connect with me on Facebook, Few Two Ministries. Until then, remember, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it.